This is Vadim coming to you from Austin, Texas. If you listen to Monday's episode, you know that I'm here for the South by Southwest EDU conference. But don't worry, I'll be back with Sergey in New York City for next week's episode. But today, I wanted to share with you the conversation that I had with Ron Reed, who is the founder of South by Southwest EDU. In this episode, he talks about how they had more than twice as many attendees as they thought they would in 2011 when they first started the conference, and how the conference now is more than 10 times the size that it was in 2011 when it launched. Ron also discusses what it takes to actually run a conference company and the planning and the work that goes into putting together a massive event of 8,000 people. Please enjoy this conversation with Ron Reed. Welcome back to The Mentors. This is Vadim. I'm here at South by Southwest EDU, actually with the founder of South by Southwest EDU, Ron Reed. Thank you so much for coming hey, on the show. Vadim. It's nice to be here. Happy to be here. Thank you so much. So I want to hear about the early days. You know, obviously today we have how many people at the conference? Oh, a little over 8,000 is what we're expecting. Somewhere eight to 9,000 this year. Eight to 9,000 people at the conference. Uh, but let's talk about the very early days. When was the first year you guys spun off? South by Southwest EDU. We launched South by Southwest uh, EDU in 2011. Okay. And so this makes it our ninth year uh, this year at the event. But mm -hmm. South by, of course, had been running for several years in advance of that. I think the music festival, which was the initial piece of South by, celebrated its 33rd anniversary. Mm -hmm. But uh, no, I was super excited to lend the brand to the EDU uh, space. How many people were there at the very first EDU conference? So that's a great question, and it's one I'm, I'm fond of. Uh, actually, about twice as many as we expected. We had like 800 folks at the first South by Southwest EDU. We'd actually done a partnership with the Texas Education Agency who had a big initiative they were celebrating. And so partnering with them was a nice way to kind of get the, the conference up and running uh, initially. Uh, so yeah, eight, 800 in year wow. one. Uh, so I'm pleased with the growth. 10x growth is pretty good. Yeah. Um, but now let's talk about the very, very early days. So obviously South by Southwest, the original conference has been around for about 30 years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and South by Southwest EDU now eight years. Right. How did you get involved? How did it come about in the first place? Why was there even a need for this particular niche? You know, like, like I think so many uh, folks that you visit with, um, it's, it's probably the combination of, you know, of luck and just a confluence of, of disparate uh, uh, issues. So for me, um, my best friend growing up is the guy that started South by Southwest Music. Mm. Uh, his name's Roland Swenson and he's the CEO of, of the organization. Uh, Roland is building South by Southwest music, and I, I've attended virtually every South by Southwest. I missed a bunch of them because I was working for a living and uh, unable to be on site all those times. But uh, the fact of the matter is that as Roland was sort of growing South by Southwest from music, it morphed into a, 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 a film festival as well as a technology conference. Um, I was spending my career in education publishing and education technology. So I actually had a few startups uh, and, and had some fun success with them in the K-12 curriculum space before South by EDU. But Roland and I were talking, it's sort of like this is a brand that celebrates creativity and innovation and we deploy it in support of musicians and, and filmmakers and uh, new technology uh, inventors. Um, what's the opportunity for education? Hmm. So the more we started thinking about it, the more we thought there was a really great fit. And how long was it primarily a music conference until they started to morph with tech as well? 
Yeah, I, I want to say, and gosh, I should probably be better on my corporate history, but <laughs> I, I want to say South by Music was joined by South by Multimedia maybe seven years in, mm -hmm. so seven years, I think, in round number seven or eight. And, and it was originally launched as a, um, the Multimedia Conference, mm -hmm. which ran for a couple of years before it then evolved into the film uh, program, which is now South by Southwest Film, large film festival, uh, as well as the South by Southwest Convergence Conference that is tech and music and, and, and film as well. Got it. So tell me, I mean, you obviously were an entrepreneur before this, and how has it been different running a conference company versus the other work that you were doing in the education space? You know, it's fascinating. I used to tease Roland. I said, what a beautiful job. You know, you, you, you work four days a year, or however many. And, uh, and it took me a while to realize how much work went to, uh, into producing uh, the event. And, and so it's very different. I, I think in many of the earlier businesses that were more product oriented, you got a number of inputs and the, and the market was very responsive to you. I, I think in the instance of a conference, uh, you know, my team and I think about our community you know, for many months in sort of the abstract and, and uh, we have, you know, rich interaction and engagement with the community. We really feel like we host the community's event. These are their topics and their voices, not ours, uh, on it. But, but still, it, we have such a great time on site because it's the opportunity we get to see the community that we've been visioning on all year come together. And so for us, it is a real celebration when the event occurs. But that's actually a really good point because it is basically all culminating in just a handful of days, if you will. And so there's so much legwork that has to be done throughout the year. How do you stay motivated? How do you get excited? You mentioned obviously that you have the community that helps reel you back in. I actually originally met you at an event in New York City, so maybe it's the events that you guys do outside of this event as well, but how do you kind of keep through uh, during the difficult moments of, okay, heads down, we gotta make this happen? Yeah, well, I think I think we, we are engaged with the community a lot. First of all, we've probably got a couple hundred advisors who are often in our inbox and who are our sort of go-to for what do you think about this and help us evaluate this session or, or that session with it. Um, so I think we're I think we're highly engaged with the community, but it, it is in a more virtual and distant way than in the physical uh, physical gathering of it. But yeah, to your point, I mean we attend other conferences to connect with the community and understand what topics they're addressing, what their uh, you know what their interests are. Uh, so we try to have a, a, a rich presence in the community, not, not only in the U.S. but actually do a lot of international work as well to just sort of understand what the narrative is in teaching and learning more broadly. Um, so, uh, but but it's again, I, I'm I'm just on such a high now with everybody in town. It's like that realization of all of that work kind of coming to fruition. And then you know, a lot of folks think we get together in February and pull this sucker off. But uh, you know, we were kind of working all year, so we've already booked uh, meeting rooms and space to dive into this year's program. What did we like about it? What do we need to change about it? And so, it's a it's a fun process of trying to support the community throughout the year. When you started with just an 800-person conference versus 8,000 people now, how much bigger is the team that actually comes to put this thing together versus back then? Yeah, your listeners can't see me smile um, <laughs> because in, in many ways, certainly the team is larger now than when we started, but we're a super skinny team. Okay. Uh, and, uh, and, and that's in part because uh, South by Southwest as an organization is such, uh, puts on events of such scale. Mm. And, and so, you know, with my pleasure in having, you know, eight, 9,000 folks for South by EDU, 
the day after EDU, we're going to welcome another 40,000, folks for South by Music Film and right. Interactive. So when you reflect on like founder stories for a moment, that's what's so beautiful about my spot is I, scale is not so much the challenge. Like if I could figure out how to get more people here, I have an organization that can execute on it. And so I'm like empowered to dream and scheme. Like how is can I sprinkle some gasoline on this fire to make it bigger still? Mm -hmm. And in, in making it bigger, can I help elevate the discourse about the importance of teaching and learning and, and our educators as sort of social rock stars? How have you seen the education space change over the last eight years to even need this kind of event more now than before? I think South by EDU has evolved because of the energy and education, not the other way around. And again, I think we are just a platform for the, the community's conversation. But I think that conversation has changed a lot in the eight years. I was reflecting on it. You know, back in the day when we first launched this, again, in partnership with a, a Texas Education Agency, we were, we were really leaning in on all the structures and systems of education and public ed. And so high stakes assessments and accountability and standards and teacher performance. And certainly all those conversations are germane and relevant, but we've seen the, the pool of topics get a lot richer. Hmm with things like uh, social and emotional health of our learners. How do we, in fact, it came up in the keynote conversation this morning, how do we support our teachers for their healthy uh, worldviews given the challenges that uh, they face? Issues of school safety, of accessibility. These are, these are increasingly topics about the intersection of, of culture and learning, less about the structure of school. And so as we think about learning now spanning across one's life, from early learning through professional development, podcasting, other skills that we want to master and apply, all of a sudden we're realizing South by EDU is a, is a big conversation that has relevance and touches everyone, which brings me back to my wish I could throw gasoline on a fire and light it up. Our aspiration is how do we grow the world's largest learning festival? How do we really support educators? And so, uh, so anyway, we have more fun. Uh, my last question is, speaking of the keynote, that that you just mentioned. David Brooks was there. Yeah. I got to catch part of the conversation. The founder of the Aspen Institute was there as well. How'd you guys get these guys, these really busy gentlemen, to come on the panel? It was really impressive, but how'd you rank well, that? Well, yeah, first of all, I love their conversation and their, and their work is, is just so impressive. Um, so like, like many instances, again, we, we have aspirations and voices that we'd love to have on the, on the program. And, and we've had good success over the years in large measure because we've got a, a really great South by Southwest brand and reputation. And so we're, we're able, I think, to have conversations that, uh, that others are, are envious of. Now, having said that, though, I think ultimately uh, speakers on the program because they have something to share, and that was, I think, really true for, for David Brooks and, and Dan Porterfield from the Aspen Institute. This initiative they're launching to sort of uh, remake the social fabric into a more collaborative and collegial, uh, supportive uh, conversation is something that uh, we thought was a perfect launch to this. Again, we've uh, the social network project, I, I think, is the official term. Just fascinating. Again, a nice example of how the conversation about learning is really larger than the classroom. Mm. And what you mentioned earlier, too, is persistence. I think you didn't just oh, email yeah. him and get, uh, get them Yeah, we've, we've been trying to get David uh, for many years uh, to the program, and mm. so it was nice when opportunity meets uh, interest. Well, there you go. Even South by Southwest EDU, incredibly credible, a big audience, but still, to get some of those name brand people that have an exciting story to tell, that have just interesting paths, takes persistence. Thank you so much for coming on the yeah, show, Ron. Uh, best of luck to you. I hope this is going to be 16,000 strong soon. Well, we're going to do what we can, uh, but regardless, that community comes. Just so awesome. It's a real pleasure to support you. Awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs>